Hello everyone, my name is Eric and today we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati Reds 2021 season. Starting off with the offseason, didn't make a whole lot of moves compared to prior year where they went out and they got Mike Moustakis and they signed Nicholas Castellanos, Shogo Akiyama and a few other pitchers. Uh, this year, they didn't make a whole lot of offseason moves. They let Rossell Iglesias get traded away out to the Los Angeles Angels. They let uh, Cy Young winner Trevor Bauer walking for agency. He signed with Dodgers on a contract they could not compete with. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out this year. Off the bat, feeling kind of optimistic. There are some some concerns. So I'm not I'm not going to say that everything's all fine and dandy, but I think on paper, starting off the season, despite not making a whole lot of moves, uh, I think they should be able to at least compete for a while. We'll probably get a better look at the season come June and while things change throughout the year um, and teams get hot teams get cold we can kind of see where things are going to be but like I said they didn't uh, do a whole lot of uh, big moves over the offseason I kind of understand letting Trevor Bauer walk because I think they wanted to re-sign him but he was going to cash in on some big big money so it's not an entirely massive deal that he was let go. I think it kind of is what it is. Um, the Ricelli Glacius trade is, is an interesting one because I think overall his career has been pretty good. However, he didn't have a good 2020. So trading him, we got in return. I got in return a player who ended up going back to the angels in, uh, no, Noe Ramirez, I probably botched that. So they traded him away just to let him go back to the team. Very interesting. Uh, the other guy I don't know much much about, so maybe he's some sort of prospect we'll see down the line. But uh, kind of a bad deal there, if you ask me. They didn't even keep the guy on the on the roster. But, you know, I don't manage the team. Another starting pitcher they let go is Anthony DiSclefani. Uh Well, it does kind of suck to see him go because I always liked him. and I thought he, he had some good potential. Uh, he has had injury problems and some consistency issues over the last couple of years. So would have been nice if they could have kept him around, but that uncertainty of injury and consistency probably was the reason why I let him walk. Um, he only signed a one-year deal with San Francisco, so you can kind of tell that they weren't going to be losing too terribly much. Um, that kind of covers the off-season moves. Like I said, I, I didn't mention they, they didn't sign anybody, nor did they bring in any – uh, big return on their free agents or trades. So it's not like they made a whole bunch of moves. So it's interesting to see how that's going to play out over the course of a full 182-game season now that they're going all the way. Uh, I do look forward to going a couple games. I already have tickets for the game on the 17th, so I'm excited for that. Uh, excited for that personally. Um, let's talk in, talk about some of the pitching. Rotation. Kind of going on to the Red website and looking at their depth chart for the rotation. Obviously, you have Luis Castillo as your opening day starter. Uh, pretty good overall player. He had a rough uh, time of it last year. You also have Sonny Gray, who started out really well, but kind of, I guess, returned to normalcy by his standards towards the end of the year. So off the bat, you've got two top good or two top two uh, tier pitchers who will probably anchor the bullpen for a couple more years. Uh, Tyler Malley is another one that they have on the uh, rotation. I think he's got a lot of potential. 
to be a good starting pitcher. I think he's got good stuff in there. Sometimes when he goes out and pitches, and he looks great. Like He looks fantastic. His ball has a lot of movement on it, and you can kind of tell. Has the potential of good pitches, but sometimes there is consistency issues. So having him as the third starter should be, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's promising. Uh, Wade Miley is our only left-hander of the rotation. Not looking too confident on him. He he kind of he had a good start to his career. And I really wish we would have picked him up like way a ways ago because I thought he had a good start to his career, but he has since uh, kind of bounced a wa- bounced around to different teams. Uh, did not have a good year last year. I remember that much. Uh, ERA of 5.65. Not too good. Um, just eyeballing this, the teams he's played for. It seems like, you know, started with Arizona, did really well, but was an all-star. And then bounced bounced around all over the place since then. Although he, uh, when we signed him, he was coming off a 14-win season, but did not register a single win last year in six starts. Or sorry, four starts. Um. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully he can rebound, and that will provide a lot of help for us. And then their third listed rotation player is Jeff Hoffman, who is also listed in their bullpen. So I don't know if they're going for a four-man and kind of surprise pitcher. You don't know who's going to pitch Who's going to pitch uh, that fifth day. Um, opening day is always a little weird. What happens is uh, to keep the first starter on a consistent five-day schedule, they'll run out the first pitcher. On opening day, they'll get the day off. The next two pitchers will start, and I believe the fourth game, fourth or fifth game is the uh, number one again, so you won't even see the number five guy until about five or six games into the year. So interesting to see how that will play out. I'm sure things can change throughout the year. Maybe Sal Romano can come back and get some starts in. It will be interesting to see how he plays out. I always kind of like Sal. I thought he was a good pitcher, but, again, struggled with uh, uh, consistency issues. Uh, going to the back end of the bullpen, uh, despite losing Rysel Iglesias, I think the solid three at the end of the game looks pretty good. I mean, you got Amir Garrett had a really great spring where he faced nine batters and struck out all nine, so that's promising. Sean Doolittle, while they got him off, he was one of the free agency signings. Uh, once a big name in the uh, closing four, I believe... What are you close for? Oh, the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, earlier in the uh, earlier in the decade, he had some really good teams there. It was on the Nationals World Series team. Um, would be interesting to see. I keep saying would be interesting to see. I should probably quit saying that. Um, hopefully, he can kind of revitalize his career uh, back to what it once was. Because that would be really nice to have a good solid three in the bullpen with uh, Garrett Doolittle and Lorenzen. Kind of changed up who I was expecting to see in the bullpen. Uh, I know that some, like Lucas Sims and some other back-end players, I don't see on their uh, um, team anymore. It looks like they, I guess they optioned him down to AAA because he's still with the team. Brooks Fraley was somebody else. He doesn't play for us anymore. Oh, they traded, oh, they traded him. I am way out of touch. I really should be focusing on um, what's going on. They did let Robert Stevenson walk. Uh he had a ton of potential. Oh, he was traded. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't let him walk. He was traded. I didn't even know this. Uh, shows how uh, out of touch I am. Uh, so it looks like Stevenson was traded out of the Rockies for that Jeff Hoffman. So another move. But yeah, I just feel like there were some players in the back end of the bullpen that did well. But like I said, just let them 
walk in free agency or traded them away. So I w- so Jose De Leon, I know I remember him. He had a rough time last year, so hopefully he can turn his stuff around and have a good year. But I think the back three of the bullpen, kind of like last year before the season started, looks good. But the rest of the bullpen kind of iffy on. We'll see how that kind of plays out over the course of 162 games. Going into the hitting, uh, they have a plethora of outfielders. And this is kind of weird because they have so many outfielders and they're kind of thin on the infield. Joey Votto, of course, is your first baseman. And Barnhart and Stevenson, uh, Tyler Stevenson, will be your catching, uh, catching duo. But, you know, Moustakas will play second. Uh, Suarez is listed at third base, although he did play some shortstop during the spring training. They may move him around, and then their only shortstop listed is Kyle Farmer. I don't know if they're sold on him being the number one shortstop. Uh, it's not guaranteed that a team with a bad shortstop will have a bad season. I think the shortstop has been popularized by like Derek Jeter and some other names of the 2000s, but going back to our uh, Reds teams in the 70s, shortstop wasn't our strongest hitting position. So it's not like that's direly important to have greatness. Although Barry Larkin was a great shortstop for us during the 90s and early 2000s. Other than that, I, I think, you know, on paper, the core infield of Votto, Moustakas, and Suarez looks good. But in terms of just pure hitting, you got. Uh, Blandino, who I believe is coming off some ACL injury from a couple years ago. And you also have a you know, Farmer, who's more of a utility player, and Max Schrock as well. Um, but they really have a lot of depth is in the outfield. So you've got Shogo Akiyama, who they brought over in the deal or in the signing last season. He's your left fielder. Nick Senzel is your center fielder, and Castellanos is your right fielder. I feel like out of all three of these, Castellanos is going to be the one who sees the most consistent playing time. He had a really good spring and had a really good season last year. Uh, I could see Senzel and Akiyama splitting time with Winker or Aquino. Also, Michael Lorenzen's listed as a third center fielder, so it's very possible he, seems ti- he sees time out there as well. You know, I think they're going to get a decent amount of production from the outfield. Hopefully, I know we struggled with hitting last year. Interestingly enough, if you look at statistics, uh, the 2020 Reds had uh, the lowest MLB batting average since the 1910 Chicago White Sox. Now, it is a off season with respect to coronavirus and shortened season, so it probably won't go down in the record books as some massive, you know, big to-do. We'll have that, you know, 60-game asterisk, but... Still interesting to see how they can rebound because that's that's for me is the biggest problem with the team. Pitching's fine. Uh, their pitching should do well enough to at least get them to the postseason, kind of like last year. Their pitching was good enough to get them in. Now they had to use the benefit of an expanded playoff seed to get that seventh spot, but either way, they still made it in. So I think their pitching, in theory, can carry us pretty far. It just kind of depends on how well they can hit. I think it's super, super important for them to get a hot start. They don't have to, you know, hit 400 with 90 home runs over the first couple months, but they really got to get going early. I know teams in the past for us have really struggled. I know Joey Votto has a number of years where he did not have a good April and May, and that kind of showed towards his end of the year number, so he really needs to have uh, a good year. I know he's coming off of his time off with COVID 
but some of the other players, Mike Moustakis and Suarez, had slow starts last year. Uh, they really need everybody just to kind of at least get warm. It just seems like when they the years where they start slow, the the players just aren't you know warmed up yet. Or it seems like I'm using kind of like uh, metaphoristic language, but like they're professional hitters. Like they they can play, they can hit, but you know it's all about practice and repetition. So I feel like they need some more. It just seems like those teams that struggle and are slow need more time practicing and getting in the cages and, and playing some simulated games before they really get started. Um, hopefully these players like Castellanos and Amir Garrett, who had really hot springs, can carry that over into the regular season. Uh, so fingers crossed on that. We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, interestingly enough, we are playing the AL Central again this year. So that's the Indians, White Sox, Twins, and the Royals. So with those, uh, they should be somewhat familiar with those teams from last year. I know we struggled mightily against the Indians, uh, who are our in-state rival. So hopefully they can continue. I guess I shouldn't say continue. Hopefully they can turn that around and uh, not play so bad against them because that was part of the reason why I think we struggled last year in some parts. Um, interleague play, the Reds historically have not done very well. I saw a statistic last year that they had, I think, the worst record in MLB when it comes to interleague play since implemented in 97. So, fingers crossed they can really uh, turn that around this year. Um, in terms of in interdivision play, uh, it's going to be a little scary. I'm really worried about the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to look really good. Uh, they signed in the or they traded for rather in the offseason infielder Nolan Arenado, who did a lot of really good years in Colorado. Um, they still have a pretty good rotation, in my opinion. Yadi Emerlina always gives us trouble. Um, so I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the Cardinals and saying they're probably like one of the favorites to take the division. Uh, don't know how the Cubs are going to go. I assume the Pirates and Brewers, th- those two teams always fluctuate year to year, it seems, if they're good or they're bad, whereas like the Cardinals are consistently good and then it kind of rotates with everybody else. Uh, Cubs, not entirely sure if they're going to be good or bad. Uh, I think they still have most of their core lineup from the prior years still together with Baez, Bryant, and Rizzo. I know uh, – oh, yeah, they also uh, – I believe they traded for Jock Peterson. Let me double check that. Oh no, they signed him to a one-year deal. Okay, he's a good power hitter. They still have Jason Award and Ian Happ. Uh, Ian Happ, former UC Bearcat baseball player. Um, so that's always nice to see our players get to the major league level, and they still have some good pitching. So interesting to see. I gotta keep saying. I gotta quit saying that. <laughs> uh, I think the Cubs will be formidable. Um, around the National League, um, the Dodgers are probably going to come back strong. Um, I think the Mets made a couple moves. Other than that, no. It's it's. I'm feeling optimistic. I don't think they're going to have a drastically awful year. I don't think they're going to have like a incredibly awesome year. I don't think they're going to crack 100 wins or 90 plus losses. I think they'll be somewhere around 500, maybe. I guess a variance of 15 games are either going to be 15 games better or 15 games lower than 500, somewhere in that range. I know it's kind of vague and specific, but 
Let me cut that down. Probably either 10 games or 10 games over or 10 games under 500. Either way, um, I think they're going to be somewhere in the middle. Maybe they'll catch a wild card spot if they're lucky. Don't see them winning the division. But I'm all, I'm always optimistic. I hope that they do. Um, David Bell did okay. I know his brother had recently passed away. So that's very upsetting for him. Uh, hopefully he can uh, recover from that terrible loss. I'm just uh, sad to hear. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Interesting news. Barry Larkin uh, is now our radio... Or, um, television one of our television color announcers so it'll be nice to see him uh, on the tv every once in a while calling games that'll be nice Uh, i'm kind of hoping you know in the event that we have a bad season and or a bad season somewhere down the line and david bell gets let go they do bring in barry larkin the coach um unlike college basketball where i've mentioned before former players coming back to their alma mater to coach have seen very mixed success but in baseball, it's a lot different where typically you really want uh, a former player to be their coach because they have good relationship with players and they understand the game very well from both that experience of playing and then getting into coaching. Uh, hopefully, Barry Larkin would bring that. And he has championship experience, former MVP, and a Hall of Famer. So putting that all together into a, a manager would be very nice. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know if he wants the coach. I think he said at one point he would like to. But that's not for him to decide. That's more of a management standpoint. I think David Bell has done an okay job, much, much better than the Brian Price years. Probably not as good as the Dusty Baker years, but either way, they saw some playoff success. And they, they have a winning season for the first time in almost 10 years. So I'm, I'm very happy for that. I guess at that point it would have been six or seven seasons. But I'm very happy that they brought some winning back to Cincinnati because we really needed it. But this, I think, it was probably a make-or-break year for them. It'll be a full 162 games. So they'll um, they'll have a good measurement on how good they're going to qualify for this year and then going forward. Like not, I guess I should say, I kind of botched that sentence. But um, they'll, they'll get a good grasp on how this guy is a coach with a full season this third year he already has the initial first year experience he's got the playoff years now he's going into his third full year they have a decent enough roster and there may be some pitchers and hitters that really break out and that'll help them out a whole lot Uh, I know their pitching coach is very well praised and then conversely their um, hitting coach is not so uh, seeing that change uh, seeing, seeing that drastic of a change, you know, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, <sighs> uh, hoping for a good year. I'm excited to watch some baseball again back in Great American Ballpark. Should be a fun time. Um, but, yeah, I think that pretty much covers all that I wanted to talk to you about. Thank you guys very much for listening. If you liked us so much, please subscribe to our podcast and we'll uh, hear from you soon thank you very much you guys have a good rest of your day